Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. The comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Go to batmanonfilm.com for all the coolest, latest, greatest, safest podcast. I don't know what the heck I'm saying. I'm sorry. Ah, boy. We got a good show for you today, folks. Uh, Nick Zednick from the 19, oops, from the Vigilante 1939 podcast returns to talk all about the Riddler. Uh, the original idea with this podcast, we were going to kind of go over the, um, the, the three episodes he was in in the original animated series, and then it just turned into a huge discussion, um, about the Riddler in general, uh, which ended up being a, a total blast. Uh, Zeddy is always, uh, a ton of fun to have on the show. Um, you know, he he brings a uh, he brings a lightheartedness that uh, isn't there normally. Normally, this podcast is really dark and deep and scary and and it terrifies small children. But Zeddy Zeddy brings the light. I don't know why I said any of that, uh, but I mean, it, you know, Zeddy's awesome. So I hope you'll uh, you know listen to his plugs at the end of the show. Check out his stuff. And, uh, and if you're listening to this on Apple uh, Podcasts, please uh, write a review, subscribe, you know, get, uh, get the word out. Um, this podcast is called For Comic Junkies for a Reason. It's for you. It's for everyone. You know, you're all welcome here. Whether you're, you know, tall or small or large or in charge or Batman or the Batman or... I don't know. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I'm a little tired today. I apologize. <laughs> um, as always, you can find me in Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at 4ComicJunkies. That's F-O-R, 4ComicJunkies. Or you can email me, 4ComicJunkies at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get into this riddle me this type of episode where we're going to riddle we're gonna riddle you with awesomeness. It sounds dirty. It's not, though but don't worry. You're all safe, I promise. Okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. The man, the myth, the legend, the Zeddy has returned. Thank you so much, uh, Nick Zednick, for returning to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. JJ, who likes Batman, is a guest on your show, and is very excited to be here with you right now. Riddle me that, JJ. Uh, well, I assume it's you since I'm already the host of the show. So. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was playing it in my head, JJ, and I was like, I hope this goes over well. But other than that, very happy to be here, sir. Thank yeah. You. No, it, uh, this, you know, this is something we talked about a while ago. Like, so it's like, okay, so the Batman's coming and that's really exciting. But then what? You know, um, mm-hmm. and I think it, if you're anything like me, which I think you are a little bit, given, you know, all the awesome Bat- Batman stuff behind you, um, that, um, you know, it, so it's, there's a little bit of a, okay, we waited five years for this, we saw it, now what? But not in a bad now what, because obviously we all were big fans of the movie, but mm-hmm. the next logical thing would be to reconsume all the Bat media that <laughs> we've been consuming for the past, our entire lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... 
five years, you know, (laughs) you, I mean, you really got to think about that, you know, for a second, like, you know, to get to the movie that we all, I assume have seen, if not once, maybe multiple times by this point, I mean, five years, like, I'm just trying to like process that. Like, obviously like a lot of us were, you know, we still remember those dark night trilogy days, right? Like, you know, Nolan took, you know, three years from begins to dark night, you know, dark night, I think was like four years. Uh, to Dark Knight Rises, so you know we don't get movie Batman movies every two three years. You know it's not a common thing, but yep. uh, this thing was certainly a journey following it from it from its inception until its entirety that it was here. And and you know and what a what a journey it was too because when it started we all kind of assumed that it was going to be Matt Reeves directing Ben Affleck, and I think mm-hmm. that was the initial agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then either he didn't like the script or he'd rather do his own thing. And Ben Affleck kind of just threw his hands up and said, it's cool. I'm out anyway. <laughs> so yeah. one of us was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually it's pretty funny because you all should listen to this episode. Cause you talked about it a lot with my co-hosts, actually, ironically enough mm-hmm. uh, on your Zack Snyder's justice league episode. Oh yeah. Um, it, It's crazy. When you look back that, you know, it's, we have a justice league movie to thank ironically enough for the current slate of dc movies that we have yep right now it's almost ironic that we have ben affleck's departure of leaving the batman uh leaving the batman for what we for what we just got and it's almost uh the reverse of batman and robin right but in a more better way i would say but it's (laughs) it's crazy to think you know because i wanted i would have loved both movies you know i would maybe one day we'll get ben affleck's version i don't know but you know it's Mm. I think we got the better version, but it's crazy looking back on it. Like, man, this guy literally was almost going to make his own movie, and then he was almost going to be in a movie directed by Matt Reeves. Like, that's crazy, right. you know? It, it It is, because it. it I think it would have been much less work, obviously, for Ben Affleck. So it probably mm-hmm. would have been... He probably would have had a better experience, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But... In the end, it's it's kind of a moot point anyway. We could play the what if game all day, uh, which when it comes to pop culture is can be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think Warner Brothers giving Matt Reeves the time and create and creative freedom the same way they gave, you know, Christopher Nolan and um, and even to an extent, Zack Snyder. Um, I mean, the results speak for themselves. A the movie made. 130 some million dollars over the over its first weekend um by the time this airs who knows it could have made 140 million i don't know (laughs) i'm sure it'll i'm sure it'll i don't think it's going to light up the box office the same way that um uh like spider-man no way home did because Mm spider-man no way home had a had the track record of the previous actors plus the very the just the rumored appearances of andrew and toby which obviously Mm -hmm. ended up being true but so this film, all it really has going for it is the name Batman, which obviously is enough because everybody's excited. And, you know, scrolling through TikTok earlier and half the TikToks are people making some sort of Batman joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what, uh, JJ, it's funny, too, because, you know, while we were all banking on the fact that Batman is a name that still sells, right? that he's a character that still sells. I never doubted it Yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, but it's. In the back of my head, I still knew that Robert Pattinson could be big because, yeah. you know, obviously you can say what you want. You can you can critique him all you want from mm-hmm. his Twilight days. But, uh, 
He's got a lot of fans, man. Uh, I saw this movie called The Lighthouse like two years ago, which was one of the most wild movies I've ever seen. And it's one of the most niche movies that you'll you'll ever see. It's like one of the most arty indie movies you've ever seen. It's it's a movie like with him and Willem Dafoe. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Black and white. And that theater was packed, man. And I can almost guarantee you half of those people were Robert Pattinson, man. And that speaks a lot. I, it it really does, um, and and spoilers going forward here that you know we are going to spoil the Batman uh, a little bit and get into the topic, um, but yeah, it's um, I mean it, his acting kind of speaks for itself. I mean, it, it was interesting. It's interesting watching him in interviews and then seeing him in the movie, you know, because mm-hmm. even with the hair and makeup, not even just the costume yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm already looking at him going, I don't think I recognize this guy. It like it it takes a second for my brain to click and go, oh, that's right. That's that's that British guy. <laughs> yeah. um, and and I think that that speaks a lot to the hair and makeup department, of course, and of course the the awesome new bat suit we got. But mm-hmm. it also speaks to just he carries himself differently. He, you know, it, it's like and and I'll be the first to say I hate the Twilight movies. I saw the first one, boycotted the rest. <laughs> you know everybody if y'all yeah, if y'all like with that b word <laughs> well you know it's like if, if y'all if y'all like them great you know have fun with that but uh um, mm-hmm. you know so when i saw him in other stuff i was like i was a little i was already turned off years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. so it took a while for me to go oh okay he actually is a good actor then when he was cast i went oh well that makes perfect sense and, mm-hmm. uh, and same with Paul Dano, too, as the Riddler. I mean, I just, it was sort of like Heath Ledger when he was cast. I kind of, not, not, I don't want to say I got it, because I didn't realize how really wildly different they went with the Riddler, uh, mm-hmm. but still in spirit of the character, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was like, yeah, this is going to be something different. and mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, aside from wanting really great stories being told about our favorite characters, but it's like, yeah, but like, I, I don't want to see the animated series come to life. I want it to feel that way, which this movie does, but it, it doesn't feel like, it feels like it draws from everything. It draws from the comics. It draws from the animation. It draws from previous Batman movies even. Um, and that's what I, what I, I want it to feel like Batman but not, but not the Batman I've already seen. If that makes any sort of any sort of nonsense, <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. And kind of kind of just, uh, go back to your point. No, 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 I get to speak words, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, sure, right. Um, it's been so refreshing just to like watch Robert Pattinson like on this tour as of late. Like I know not to like sidetrack too like too far here, but like he really has just grown into the role and it's almost something that we haven't really seen yeah from an actor like obviously i was younger when the dark knight trilogy came out so i can't attest to how much christian bale you know talked about batman outside of you know press tours but seeing robert panson just like say he's all in on like what matt reeves wants to do he -hmm. wants to do multiple movies he's showing up at theaters like high-fiving fans out of nowhere yeah. tossing Batman t-shirts to people in crowds. I mean, he's it's been so refreshing and it's 
like I can't I can't really say enough words for him. I mean, he's like he's the guy. I mean, you know, he I think is what we've missed, you know. I think for the longest time. I think I think Ben Affleck, if you ask him in the beginning, he really wanted to do it. Like, yeah. He looks like he really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian Bell, I think maybe he might have got convinced to do Dark Knight Rise, but he came back because no one came back. Yeah. Michael Keaton got to do Returns, but he left because Tim Burton didn't want to do it anymore. Val Kimmer was miserable yeah. during forever. George Clooney didn't have a great time. Yeah. So we're really looking at Robert Panson as the one guy that seemed to have the one director where everything just meshed well together. And the cast is gorgeous. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> they're, they're they're all amazing in the movie, but yeah, um, yeah. And to your point, it's it's just it's an immersive experience, man. That's the best way I could I could describe it. I mean, all the comparisons to Ego and the Long Halloween and Batman Earth One and Zero Year, which yeah. maybe we'll talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. <laughs> it's you know he pulls from a lot of really great source material. He makes a Gotham City that is unbelievable. Um, and yeah. it's like Arkham games. Like if anybody's a video gamer, you, mm-hmm. this is the closest you've ever gotten to an actual Batman world. And like you said, I mean, this is probably the closest that we're probably going to get to a Batman animated series, Batman Arkham games come to life. I think I really do believe that. It, the I mean, the movie just it opened up a world in Gotham City that I don't think we've seen really before. Um mm. And, you know, and maybe that sounds like hyperbolic or whatever, but, but, but I mean it, it's like, I felt like we were, we were on the street with Bruce. Um, and that, and that was really great. Like we would literally get his POV and then it, it just felt like, okay, like we're, you're, you're bringing us along. Like we're playing a first person game or something, you know, like, like an Arkham game. Right. But I don't mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable or weirded out by it 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 worked you know mm-hmm. yeah it's um i was curious too like i'm sure you were like whether or not all of this really was gonna work like it mm-hmm. it all sounded freaking amazing like yeah. you know, oh inner monologue in his head he's gonna pull from ego is, is that gonna work right it's a it's a more grittier batman but he's maybe not as violent as ben affleck's batman was i'm like okay you know but i think what really might have turn some people off and maybe you might agree or disagree with this too uh is the whole that he's back in the beginning because i do feel like there is some you know disconnect that you know we literally have just seen that like you know like the dark knight trilogy just ended uh zack snyder didn't do a beginning he kind of did an ending so Mm. but you know i think you know 2005 2022 technically to 2021 this movie should have came out. I I think that's enough time to want to redo the origin, but I give him all the credit in the world for technically not doing the origin, but doing an origin story. He he did a weird, interesting thing where he did an origin for four, maybe five characters. You know, we got yeah. we got we got more of an origin, I think, for like Batman as we know him as a crusader of justice mm-hmm. in that sense that we haven't seen before. Like that's still what he hadn't figured out till the end of the film. You know, we got an origin for Catwoman. We got an origin for the Riddler. We got an origin for the Penguin as like, as a mob boss. Uh, and even, you know, 
maybe that's the Joker there. Well, I mean, he confirmed it's the Joker, but yeah, but what's <laughs> but what's his deal? You know, oh. so to to do all that and not have it feel because a three hour runtime, I don't know about you, but that that does bother me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I I just I just get like, does it need to be that long? Like, you know, I, I mean, I felt that way even back in the you know the Marvel days, like you know, with the <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Say days like yeah. it was like you know thirty years ago, two years ago, but <coughs> excuse me, three years ago. But I, I just laugh thinking like, like okay, like if it's paced well, it'll be fine. And like I said, four origin stories, you know, five ish. Um, I felt like it just. I never felt like it's like oh, we've been here a while or oh this is going on too long. Never mm-hmm. felt that way. Um, couple couple bits here and there that i figured right away i was like we could have trimmed that we could have trimmed this like this could have been shorter but mm-hmm. but never in a that was it was just more nitpicky as opposed to me going all right dude let's go come on mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, we're we're done with the 44 club it's let's go on <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh which uh shout out to that i didn't know that was a real thing the club within the club that's amazing uh, yep. <laughs> i love that um yeah to your point so I personally, like, did I think this movie needed to be three hours? Maybe not. But I also look at it as, like, it really was a celebration of the movie itself and yeah. how long we waited just to get there. So it was almost fitting that it was, like, as long as it could have been. Yeah. It probably could have been longer. Maybe probably. It's probably probably had a longer movie, if we really think of it. If that's the version that we got, there's probably more that we didn't see. Yeah. Uh, but I will admit, while I thought, I really, really love the movie. And I really love the movie. There's just minor things that, like you just said, I probably didn't maybe mesh well. Or I would have maybe, you know, went with a little more show me, don't just tell me. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not it's not like it feels long, but it kind of does in the sense. Like, you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of story in the yeah. movie, I would say. You know, like yeah. it I think the first act is flawless. I think the end of the second act beginning of the third act i think you're kind of in this weird spot of like okay i'm still driving with everything but he's giving me a lot right now yeah you know like it goes from the main arc to like this side plot arc and then it shifts back over to the main arc because you got to wrap that up right like the riddler is almost gone for like a solid 40 minutes in the movie i think yeah yeah it it was a while it's crazy so um yeah it's not like it it's it's a movie that you feel the runtime, but in a sense, you kind of do. But to me, it didn't break the movie whatsoever. No, yeah, no, it, it no, it really didn't. Um, and I think what's interesting um, about the movie, so like real quick, you know, while we, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll get into the topic. I promise. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I I have a lot to say about the the Venom movies. If you've ever listened to the show, I'm not. Mm. You know, I don't uh, I don't mince words when it comes to those movies. But uh, one thing that I definitely thought, and this is spoilers for, you know, Venom 2. One thing that was to its detriment in Venom, let it be Carnage, was there was only one fight between them. There was and it just I was like, I'm, I was like, this is almost the end of the movie. And this is the first time they're fighting. And I was like, and it's like already I'm not liking the movie. And then I was just like done. Whereas um, I kind of didn't realize it till later, but I was like, you know, what's interesting is that Batman never actually fights the Riddler and they only see each other once. And it's in the interrogation scene. And it just goes to show just how 
you know, <laughs> you know, th- these movies should be balanced. It's like that that works for those characters and this movie. I don't think it worked for Venom and Carnage because when I go mm. see that movie, I want to see Sim- Symbiote, you know, kicking the shit out of Symbiote, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to kill each other. In this movie, I the the cat and mouse of it is far more interesting, and mm. uh, and you know segue into uh, <laughs> uh the the animated series that um in the three episodes that riddler's in in the, the original series you know he and batman only confront each other in real life in the last episode that he's in mm. you know they they they're never like together you know it's like the either they video talking or it was the, the scene where they meet but they don't really fight and then right. he um was i thinking of um and then you know and then he's the virtual reality thing yep yeah, so yeah. so yeah it's so it's so uh it's so interesting to have this like really great character that matt reeves understood this character is great and is gonna torture the shit out of batman and not even have to be in the room with him you know uh mm-hmm. and that that says so much about this character and i know he's one of your favorites um so if you want to like you know get into that like yeah let's just Mm -hmm. get into you you're the guest uh (laughs) you're uh, so yeah because you were excited to talk about the riddler Mm -hmm. yeah i mean spoiler he is my favorite batman villain i know that's a lot of people say the joker and uh that's great but to me i love because i'm a detective comics batman guy like Mm -hmm. i love world's greatest detective batman with robin that's my batman uh, it's why I love the 66 show. You know, I think it, it at its core, it gets so much about the character right. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to Riddler, I just, I love that you literally just said it in a nutshell. He's not a physical challenge to Batman. And, you know, I know Batman could win any physical threat because he's Batman. He can. Yeah. Uh, with prep time, of course, he can, <laughs> he can win. Um, but it's very rare for somebody to trip up Batman. Yeah. In my in my mind, you know, it's because I'm a big critical thinker guy. I love mental challenges. That's kind of who I like what I love. So I love the idea of a villain that's tried to, that's trying to be three steps ahead of Batman yeah. while Batman tries to be one step ahead of the villain. Yeah, it's very it's very hard to balance that. Right. Where, where it's like if Batman is at a place where he doesn't know the answer. Because mm-hmm. typically we've always seen that he always does know the answer, right? Right. But with the Riddler, it's almost like he has to think about it. And to me, that's awesome. Yeah. Because it, it really, it makes Batman feel more human in a sense too, right? Like he's not always this guy that knows the answer and, and can take down any villain he wants, right? So I think what the animated series does great is it, it challenges Batman. Yeah. And I love that. You know, I, I love that he... Like you just said, he's a villain where Batman never really fights. You know, he fights him mentally. Yeah. And that's all and that's fascinating to me. You know, the what the what the movie does really well, what the animated series does really well is that it <laughs> like the the Riddler, Edward Nigma, you know, or Edward Nashton, whatever. Um <laughs> he, he he's so he's such an interesting character to me because it's like Harvey Dent was always the DA, right? Mm. Harley Quinn was always a psychiatrist, right? Uh, Killer Croc is in, you know, is part of a circus. Um, 
like Bane was born in a prison. So there's character traits. So th- those are their origins. I'm saying all their origins. Even if I didn't say the names, you would know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But with the Riddler, it the, the fun thing is that they, they can literally make it up as they go. You know, um, I, I don't even remember what he was when he originally showed up in the comics. And that's on me for not doing my research <laughs> before we recorded. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like the animated series had him be, you know, the game designer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in um, Batman Forever, he's, you know, a wing tech scientist. Um, yep. And this movie is a financial accountant. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the Riddler gets away with being flexible with his origin, which is really interesting and makes the character that much more usable in future, you know, projects and stuff. The problem is, is he's just really hard to write for. <laughs> you know, it's like you gotta, yeah. you gotta not only come up with riddles, but even if you're just using like silly jokes, like in the second episode, the, you know, what is reality? It's just old, old, like corny jokes. It's like, mm-hmm. But okay, but that still has to tie into the plot of the <laughs> episode, and you know they have to link somehow. And you know, in the one episode, Batman's like, "Say, wait a minute, we're at the wrong address because he flipped over the chalkboard." It's just, it's like, yep. God, like I'm, you know, my brain is melting just like thinking about people like <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to write that shit. I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you make a very valid point too because he is a very fascinating character and that he has been done more times than people might think, you know, like this isn't like uh, Frank Gorshin's, you know, overly uh, tackling Riddler, right. In the 66 show. Yeah. You know, this isn't a guy that's hamming it up with Nicole Kidman and Tommy Lee Jones and Batman mm-hmm. forever. You know, this is, right. or even the most recent Paul Dano, more Hannibal Lecter, maniacal, sadistic serial killer type Riddler. So it's, and he doesn't have a green leotard, right? Yeah. So that needed. Um, there's yeah, or he doesn't have a cane. So uh <laughs> there's there's so many open to interpretation uh you know styles of the Willie that you can go with, you know, he's way different in comics too. So mm-hmm. uh and in video games, especially too, in the more recent Arkham games, you know, he's a little more diabolical in those games. So, yeah. but he really is so fascinating too that he's uh He's a man of detail, like you said, too, is how I look at it, right? He's kind of a perfectionist, right? He's a guy that, you know, like Batman, like in the movie, you know, he's like, wait, I left the detail for you. You didn't see it like you were standing right on it. Yeah. Right. And he misses it because, you know, he's he carves out every little thing for Batman to find. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like, I can appreciate that thing because I am somebody that like cares about every little finite detail. And that's what the Riddler is, right? Is that he's very, like, he doesn't make mistakes. Like, everything he carves out is for a reason, right? Like, it's in the movie multiple times where Batman's like, yeah, he doesn't make mistakes, right? Yeah. So, and I do like that he is somebody that Batman faces early on in his career. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's really, really smart. No, I totally agree because it, it, it forces Batman to, you know, have to solve problems without his fists, you know? And and I think for somebody like like him, it's it's easy to do when you go against like that skull face gang or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, or you're getting attacked by penguins, goons. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you solve that problem, I guess. You know, I mean, <laughs> not in real life, kids. Just <laughs> use your words. But, you know, the Riddler somebody he's actively trying to fight, but he can't fight him 
physically. And that's really mm-hmm. interesting. And, and I think that, you know, it's such an interesting character because you can kind of go both ways. You know, you can have the, the zany Frank Gorshin, Jim Carrey type. Um, and then you can have the quieter, more methodical, like, like a Paul Dano, or even mm-hmm. in, the, in the animated series, you know, John Glover, who's just a legend in his own right. Um, legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and who has, you know, kind of, and who has, <laughs> you know, fun other DC connections, not just, um, you know, Batman and Robin, of course, where he's Dr. Woodrow, but, you know, uh, Lionel Luther in Smallville, of course. Yep. And, uh, you know, Savannah's father in... Um, <laughs> the dead uh, father in, in Shazam. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, really an asshole in that movie. Um, but a different kind of asshole from Lionel Luther, so that's awesome. Oh, the guy's got range. He's got that <laughs> asshole range. Um, it sounded very strange. I know. Take it, take it as it is. Oh boy, I'm making it worse. Okay, here we go. Back to John Glover being great. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, or you know, with the Riddler, you can have those. Uh, you can take either interpretation, and either way, it's still Batman having to rack his brain, going, "How do I stop this person?" Because they're. You, you know like you said like three steps ahead but what's interesting is that like batman actually having to sit there and go i i have to face this differently so for this to be year two mm-hmm. that does really work because it's like you can't fight all the problems the same way mm-hmm. yeah it's um you know it especially in the movie too it's very it's very different. Like, you know, he obviously has the relationship with Gordon, but he's still, like you said, in his early stages. So he's not quite there just yet. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, he he's a little bit of a, a detective, you know, because he's still learning the ropes or whatever. And he probably knows just enough, you know, on how to maybe defeat the guy. But in the end, you still learn he's a rookie Batman because he misses the biggest uh, piece of it all. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the third act of the movie is that. He misses. He misses something. What? Um, it, yeah. What, what was that tool? That the carpet tool what was it called? The one guy called it like a tucker. It, it, a you tucker. Know, yeah. It was like a okay. tucker. It was like a car, a carbon, a carbon, right. a carbon pool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I because right when the movie begins, I was like, oh, it's Chekhov's uh, tucker. Yeah. Like you know, they made a point to show us that. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Reeves is, is he's a smart guy. No wonder he could write the Riddler so well. I so. know. <laughs> And it's crazy too, because like when you look at it, um, and I'm and I'm such a nerd with this too, is because like, like, like when Batman picks it up too, and you can see like all this like the wood scratches on it, yeah, and it's almost like oh shit, like like, the, like that's Batman, like oh yeah. my, like it, like he had it in his hand the whole time too, right? So yep. it's just little things like that, like that's the murder weapon, but it's also the thing that he used for Batman to discover in it- the end. It, it made me think of uh, that bit in um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker when mm-hmm. Terry says, if I was the Batman I, supposed, I was, I'm supposed to be, then I would have, you know, <laughs> found that one little clue that everybody looked over and, yep. you know, and put so the right thing into the computer. And that just and I thought of that during that scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I love this. I love that it's happening, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, it does feel like that we're getting into the, I guess the, the climax, whatever, like, Oh, he figured something out and mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's, uh, you know, what's great about their relationship, you know, Riddler wanting to be 
the way Scott Snyder described him when he was writing him in Zero Year, you know, he said mm-hmm. that he thought of him as the short sharpener, you know, saying like, hey, Batman, if you want to be a hero, then I'm going to have to test you and make you stronger, make you smarter because you're not you're not at my level yet. Mm-hmm. And that's such a, you know, he, I remember him saying all that and just like my jaw just being on the floor going, yeah, that's exactly right. And somehow nobody ever worded it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that those are the best Riddler stories. The ones where he's not, it's, it's, it's almost, he's not even trying to trick Batman. He's just trying to make him smarter, you know, but at the same time, he doesn't want him to beat him. So it's a weird, like narcissistic, like, I don't know, he's, that guy's got daddy issues probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and honestly, it's like the more that you said it, because it actually, now you made up a beautiful point too, where it's the more, that I think about it, the more like if you go and really watch Batman forever at its core, he's probably just looking for a friend, mm-hmm. you know, like in some weird, creepy, sadistic way, you know, Edward Nimmo just is probably looking for a friend. Like he's probably just looking for acknowledgement and, you yep. know, cause in Batman forever, he's the employee that can't get Bruce Wayne's attention, mm-hmm. but he wants to be his friend, I guess in some creepy way. And he almost to the point where he mimics, he mimics Bruce Wayne, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, and in more serious versions, he's just a he's just a smart guy that tries to outwit Batman because he's probably looking for attention. He wants to be the smartest guy in the room because we all don't know somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it's weird because it's it's like you don't you don't empathize with somebody like that, but you can probably sympathize with it a little bit, you know, mm. because you kind of go back to like, you know, it's okay. Can you sympathize a villain like that? Really? Yeah. I don't know, but he's also not as sadistic as the, as the Joker. Typically, I would say, you know, like yeah. the Joker, uh-uh. like uh-uh. can't sympathize with him out the window. Yep. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. You can probably sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. Riddler. I think it just depends because the smart thing in the Batman was you feel, you almost feel bad for him. Yeah. What he's going on is, you know, monologue about being an orphan. Mm-hmm. And things like that. And then in the animated series, he's just he's just uh, a guy that likes puzzles and riddles. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he gets fascinated by this idea of maybe I can beat the Batman. Yeah. Right. Because nobody likes me. And maybe if I take down Batman, maybe everybody will like me. Right. So, yeah, it's a little comical, but I it, it's kind of realistic, you know. It, it it really is and and scary in that way because i remember uh, uh you know i i don't want to get like super duper political or whatever but during um the you know the finale scene with everybody you know talking him up in the comment section everything i got mm-hmm. some january 6 vibes from that you know like i was i was like oh yeah. man this feels real and i'm a little uncomfortable yeah but you know it, it but it it felt real in the same way that like the Joker being the escalation from Batman in the dark Knight. you know? So it's like, okay, like this is just out of touch with the reality that I'm not upset, but I do feel it (laughs) like, and that none of that makes any sense, but (laughs) it's like, it's, it's making me appreciate the movie a hell of a lot more really. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's that's something too where you can look at it like in Batman the animated series, clearly Batman wins by the end of the episode. Okay, mm-hmm. like it it is what it is. You know, it's a 20-something minute episode. You know Batman's gonna somehow find the answer and win. It's like the 66 show. Yeah. But in the movie, it's Marcus JJ. You literally just said it. Like it, you watch the Dark Knight, the Joker wins in that movie. Like yep. that is what it is. Like you can whether you want to debate that all, all you want, the Joker wins in the Dark Knight. Yeah, I would almost argue too, the Riddler wins in the Batman. Like, mm. sure, he, you know, Riddler's in Arkham by the end of the movie, but you know, he floods the city. Like, he essentially achieves what he set out to do. Yeah, he tripped up Batman to the point where now Batman has to rebuild Gotham City like from scratch, essentially, yeah. right? Um, yeah. so it's it's so weird that he leaves literally made Riddler a mastermind, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's such an it's just such an interesting character. And I think it's so it's it's so cheap with comic book characters sometimes, I think, to just throw, you know, throw like a low-hanging fruit joke at them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, the Riddler, the guy always leaves puzzles behind. <laughs> what an idiot. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, when you put it that way, you know, like when you put like, oh, you know, with this topic we've gotten into before, you know, with all our other, you know, Batman friends, the, uh, oh, Bruce Wayne could do so much more for the city if he gave his money to it. And just people who throw that shit out there and you just want to just go, okay, ha ha, low hanging fruit. Listen, mm-hmm. here's why the character actually is great. And your argument is stupid and you're stupid for making it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And I think it, a big part of it goes to just how, creative the character can be and i loved um you know in in these uh you know first the first two episodes the riddler literally builds these games that batman gets trapped in (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. one is the is the maze and the other is the the virtual reality game you know um and i like another thing i like is that it yeah is batman the smartest person in the room probably is he the loudest? No. So you need somebody mm-hmm. with him. So I love that the movie had Gordon with him a good chunk of it, much more than I was expecting. Yeah. And uh, and even Alfred helping him solve the cipher at the beginning. Um, and in the anime series, you get Robin next to him, who knows you know the, the maze and the VR stuff well enough to you know sit there with Batman and, and Gordon and help solve it so that they can you know save the person or catch the bad guy which in both cases they do not but <laughs> well, i mean they, yep. they find the riddler like brain dead but he comes back a few months later so he's fine but uh <laughs> so it's interesting that, that that creative nature of the character that um and even with like all the different you know toys that he makes in the in the third episode it's just so like interesting to me like man like this is a guy with time on his hands that like y- you know left to his own devices is is kind of dangerous and of course like that's what keeps happening to him because he's a loner that nobody wants to hang out with (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's man that's a that's a great point that actually just didn't like really pick up on is that it's he you know reeves is a fan of the animated series like now when you watch the batman you really have to know that especially yeah with whittler there's certain things like you just mentioned like he, he toys around with Batman in a maze in an episode of the animated series. And what does he do in the Batman? He gives him a maze. Yeah. You know, as a clue. I mean, that's a that's a cool wink and a nod. 
Uh, he communicates with Batman through a virtual uh, system on a computer. Kind of what Willie does in the animated series, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to almost bet you that a lot of what Reeves picked up on had to be from these episodes. And maybe he watched Seven and Zodiac and kind of blended, <laughs> blended a few things um, yeah. here and there. But I really think he gave you like a blend of everything. And I think it's great, too, because when you... When you look at the character too, you know, in the animated series, he does kind of like every villain in Arkham has his own little uh, gang of uh, stooges. Yeah. Might you add too? Uh, in what I would argue where it gets comic booky with the Riddler, because I would say he's really not a comic booky villain for like two thirds of the Batman. Yeah. And yeah. then you like, then he takes him down. And like you said in the, in the beginning, um, while we were talking, he doesn't really take down the Riddler. He takes down a mirage of the Riddler. Yeah. Right. So it's almost um, like he just he 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 just he is, you know, he he takes down his goons, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think of it, too, as like it's it's like a cult following. It's like really, yeah. really scary. You know, yeah. it, it it really was to the point where and and the the scariest part about it is, you know, like I was saying, when I thought of January 6th is in my head, I'm going. I can't even say I don't believe that, you know, like, cause I a hundred percent do. And it, and that's the scary part about it. Same way that there were a lot of parts of the dark Knight that scared me, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and those kinds of themes are really interesting and really kind of evergreen themes. Like we're always like, it's sad to say, but we're, we're always afraid of crime. We're always afraid of like the escalation of it. Um, I mean, heck, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine, it's <laughs> we're all, you know, just waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop there again, not to get too topical or whatever, because it's not what we're here to do. But, um, you know, another thing I, I find interesting about the characters is, you know, that they both try to one up each other in, mm-hmm. in, you know, and throughout, you know, throughout all their stories and everything, which is which is awesome. But um it's you know the the best batman villains are the ones that are some aspect of him just twisted so the riddler is is definitely his intelligence mm-hmm. and you know and i didn't think it didn't occur to me until a little bit later when i was just like sitting here in the dark just not sleeping just replaying the movie in my head um <laughs> when yeah. at the beginning of the movie you know bruce is journaling he's journaling about what he did in the night and everything um which is something i think from it was from Grant Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly where it was, but he said something about Alfred wants me to keep journals. Nobody's ever done this. It's a help. It's a way to help keep me sane, whatever. Yep. Uh, so it's like, so Bruce is journaling, you know, and he's all he can think about is his mission. And then the Riddler also journaling can only think about his mission, you know, just so, mm. so interesting. The two, um, the two characters, how, similar they are and when you think about you know life in general like there's been quite a few times where there's been a person i didn't get along with only to realize later oh they're they're kind of like me mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something about them maybe either i didn't like it how it looked on them or i don't know you know if that you maybe not everybody has that experience but you know i think it's something that isn't isn't untrue mm-hmm yeah. Oh man, I should have been nice to this kid, shouldn't I? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. That that's a great point too, because it is one of those things where it's 
like you said, a lot of his villains do kind of mirror Batman, and it, mm-hmm. it's you know, like the Joker kind of brings out his craziness and his insecurity. Yeah. Uh Mr. Freeze, I would probably say brings out his compassion. Yeah. A little bit too, you know. Scarecrow obviously brings out his fear. Right. Uh Riddler brings out his intelligence, like you just said too. And it's you don't really find that Batman can sympathize with his villains. He normally empathizes them. Yeah. You know, because he can't ever understand them. Uh, but the Riddler, I would I think he actually does kind of understand him. Yeah. You know, he understands he's just this crazy guy that likes puzzles but he does it in in a sadistic way and he just wants to hurt people because he's seeking attention yeah uh but it's it's it it's crazy too because it it's like you said it earlier where it's so hard to nail him because it's we got to get away from the whole i want to rob a bank so let me just plot a bunch of riddles all over town and maybe i can steal a bunch of money while batman is out solving my riddles right or Mm -hmm. Because that, to me, isn't, like, the villain, right? Like, I much like what we got in the Batman, where it's, yeah, it's a little intense, right? Like, maybe that isn't the Riddler, but it's 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 a more realistic approach to messing around with, like, think of Batman as, as, a, as a cop, right? He's a detective. Yeah. And detectives got to look for serial killers, right? And serial killers map out their every move. And I'm not enforcing anything just so anybody <laughs> out here. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it's um it's like a case, right? And that's what this movie feels like. It's it's a cop trying to solve a case. Yeah. And it's the serial killer trying to be one step ahead of the cop. So that's how I've kind of approached uh I approach their relationship is that you know, Batman's the cop and Riddler's like the you know, bad guy essentially. Yeah. That, can never get caught essentially it it's i love the way you said that too you know it it, riddler is is so it's you know it these three episodes of the animated series i gotta say like he's just there's there's they're so good but like i like that there's kind of a charm to john glover Mm -hmm. i mean john glover just you know any role he's in he's always (laughs) kind of charming it up but um there's just something like very quiet and mysterious about his Riddler. That's really cool. And, and such a, you know, and I cosplayed as that version of the Riddler a few years ago at a Comic-Con. And it was the easiest cosplay ever. I just had to get a, a, you know, like a (laughs) fabric marker for the white tie. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, and and it was around like uh, um, St. Patty's day. So, finding like a green hat wasn't hard uh, <laughs> whereas other other days of the year trust me it's hard mm-hmm. uh, but um you know it, and i think that these approaches really work in the if you have the jim carrey who's like kind of wacky but he's like just wants to be bruce wayne all at the same time and then you have you know john glover who's just He's he, like he's got not only does he have an answer for everything, but he's gonna have another riddle for you too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's just gonna trap you in some sort of matrix game, and that's terrifying in and of itself. Uh, but then you have Paul Dano, who is so interesting that when he's Paul Dano, he's just you know he's just he's kind of huddled over, he's meek. But when he's the Riddler, he's loud and you know listen to me like i'm talking you know mm-hmm. uh whatever 
it's just and I, all of it fits and all of it's valid and mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to sit here and go like look at this great character we have and these different ways of being that character and mm-hmm. and we're not getting bogged down with like well in the comics you know he does this or that you know he was a private eye for a while it's like okay great sure all of that mm-hmm. is valid too <laughs> mm-hmm. but i love just seeing these different takes and getting so excited when somebody else is cast and they cast paul dano i was like oh we're not getting a green tuxedo guy here we're getting something else <laughs> yeah um yeah and and it's um even more fascinating too is because you watch like the batman and he's like a normal guy yeah like, it's crazy because we just see him as the Riddler, but we almost don't see Paul Dano until like uh, close to maybe 90 minutes, like toward yeah. the end of the movie, right? And the one scene we do see him at, he's like a normal guy in a coffee shop, yeah, me- messing around with his coffee. And he's like, Oh, would you? Oh, I ordered a slice of pumpkin pie, yeah. you know, and it, it very creepy, like very, very creepy. But I also like it too, is because that's when the stakes got involved, right? Where it's, yeah, we might've finally caught the guy, but then you get the, Oh, which person are you? Right. But to tie it back to the animated series, why I like the way they did Riddler, at least in the original episodes, what they did to him in the new animated adventures. I don't ever talk about because that's a travesty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that Robin's with him because yep. it added more stakes to, batman trying to figure it out right like i'm pretty sure like robin gets trapped in like the virtual game reality and batman has like a certain amount of time to save him and maybe it was commissioner gordon but like that's the element that i like is that Riddler trips him up so much that now batman has to figure out what to do on his own yeah you know it it's interesting where batman in all three episodes i was just thinking about this the riddler has his he kind of, he kind of has a code a little bit right like if you yeah. solve the puzzle then the crime is over you right. know whatever mm-hmm. whereas <laughs> with batman in all three episodes he just he gets through all the stuff but when he's put on a timer that's when he's like you know what? i don't care and he cheats his way through all of it <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> he, he takes control of the flying hand thing which yep. however they got the technology to work there <laughs> in that amusement park <laughs> Like, what the hell? Like, okay, yeah. this could revolutionize gas and how we travel. Animation. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, and then in the uh, vir- and then the virtual reality, Batman just keeps splitting himself up. So mm-hmm. the Rid- Riddler has, has to do it too. And then he says, you know, you're not going to, he's like, you can't maintain your reality if you're split your focus, you know, what is it, 36 ways or 50 ways, yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah. So again, he cheats his, kind of cheats his way out of that. He just, you know, distracts the Riddler long enough to, you know, <laughs> you know, have him screw up. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's it's legitimately one of my favorite Batman endings is that third episode when, you know, he escapes the explosion from hiding in the safe and the Riddler's mm-hmm. losing his mind over it. I just love that Batman was just such a petty asshole. The Riddler's like, he's like, hey, like, I'll, I'll tell you all about the robberies if you'll tell me yeah. that. And he's just like, no. Yep. <laughs> it's just oh it's so perfect and then like the riddler is just losing his mind in arkham and you see the joker like with his hands over his ears and 
it just yeah. it, it's it just feels like like that that notion of like you know what sometimes it does feel good to take the low road and i feel like yeah. batman does take the low road quite a bit <laughs> so i just love that finally this guy who has been outsmarting him every step of the way he finally got his yeah you motherfucker <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh yeah it's it's one of those things too where like i said where sometimes it's kind of hard to sympathize with the with the villain but you know think of it like and i never did this but you know i knew people that were like say you're like a kid on a debate team mm-hmm. right and kids on debate teams you know are very like they gotta know every little thing right every yep. little detail you know especially uh like mathematics you know like that is pr- like particular as it gets yeah. um so it's almost like when the one kid gets something wrong like the one little detail was right in front of their eyes mm-hmm. and they just got beat, beat to it right yep so with the riddler it was like he set everything in motion for batman mm-hmm. batman just figured it out and that's just the way it is right yeah. but whether or not batman took the low road or the high road he he figured it out i mean you it's know? Your- and, and, and that's and that's what it is because it's, it's like you never want to lose right Right. Yeah. But when you do feel defeat, you know, it like it gets you. And that's what I think Riddler is, is, you know, he doesn't he likes, you know, he likes the feeling of, you know, the chase, like you said. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, pun intended on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People that like Batman Forever will pick up on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I think it's, you know, it's the feeling of that he just he needs a challenge he always needs a challenge right yeah. so it's when batman figured out he's like wait 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 i got more for you batman don't go anywhere you know yeah. so i think that's what it is yeah it you know and, and you know who likes to lose like no, obviously nobody likes to lose but uh it just, i like to lose James, <laughs> no one ever <laughs> it, it's just it's funny to see you know how the hero and the villain differs with that whereas batman's going to learn from it and the riddler's mm-hmm. just going to obsess over it um yep. and that and that again you know speaks to those characters and and why it is interesting that they're similar but you also get to see why they're different you know what circumstance led to what um for each of them to become whoever because i mean edward nashton probably not doing too bad on money orphan in a different sense maybe you know yeah if that orphanage was better taken care of <laughs> he, yeah, and, yeah. and actually had like safety inspections and all that stuff, maybe he would have become Batman, you know, and maybe, and maybe Bruce would have become, um, would have become the Riddler just because he, mm. you know, didn't, he didn't have Alfred there or something, but that's yeah. a whole other part of the multiverse that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, <laughs> that'll be the Batman yeah. six. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's and and I and I love seeing that with these characters, and that's what makes all the um, Batman villains, especially when they did them in the animated series, because they tapped mm-hmm. into that real quick. They they were like, these characters are interesting because they're they're not only similar to him, but there's something that feels real about them. You know, mm-hmm. like having several episodes with Harvey Dent before he's Two Face, yep, was a really smart choice, even just yep. for like an episodic you know, cartoon show in the early nineties, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, you know, another thing that's in- unique about these Riddler episodes jumping around here, just stay with no, us yeah. 
is is I they almost work as a trilogy in, in a weird way um, because they're most of the show didn't do a lot of callbacks or references to other episodes or anything. You know, like I said before, it was episodic. They didn't really, I don't think they felt the need to, but every Riddler mm-hmm. episode mentions the other Riddler episodes and feels right. like, oh, okay, so they've done this before and we haven't missed anything. Versus mm-hmm. like with Batman and the Joker, there's so many episodes, but we never saw how it started and who knows what happened in between each one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was like you said to me, like obviously in the beginning, he meets Riddler for the first time. Mm-hmm. I would say he kind of takes him down relatively. I wouldn't say easy, but, you know, it was a challenge for Batman, yeah. right? And then Riddler comes back. It's a little more harder for Batman. It's a little more personal. And then mm-hmm. Batman takes him down. And then there's like, uh, oh, God, what was it? Riddler's reform. Yeah. I think we're, you know, you think uh, Batman or the Riddler tricks people into thinking that he's a good guy. Now he gave up being the Riddler. Right. Right. And then Batman's like, people don't change. The villains are the villains. Right. Yeah. And then you find out that it's true. Like as much as, you know, Riddler wants to escape reality. He can't. <laughs> right. Cause yep. He's the Riddler, and it's always going to be the uh, the fascination of wanting to take down Batman. Yeah, that's what it all is going to come boil down to. Yeah, that's that's his mission. That's his like you know his tunnel vision, really. Um, mm-hmm. And and but ultimately, you know, and and there's and I and I've read some of the comics where he was like a private detective, and he was trying to like that he wasn't a criminal anymore. Like the worst thing he did was he like way overcharged people for stuff. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so you know he still has some bad. Oh guy yeah, that's him. a real bad criminal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and but I like the idea that okay, like let's reform him, see how that goes for a little while, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. But it's also like yeah, but it's you know some of these characters like I think Harley Quinn, I love her more now than I ever did as a bad guy, so I'm glad yeah. she's more on the good guy side. Even Poison Ivy in a weird way to an extent isn't a hundred percent the villain these days. Um, but uh, the Harley Quinn show for that. Right. <laughs> and then, and yep. then you have the Riddler where it's like, okay, I can believably see him saying maybe I'll turn to a legit life, but then immediately going back because it's like, he works so much better as that character. It's cool to have the side yep. adventure and the, the what if almost of it, even though it wasn't mm-hmm. continuity. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, no, like, that's not who you are, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and I know that there have been, like, interpretations, like you said, like, I think the Gotham show toyed around with the idea that he was, like, a uh, crime scene investigator or some sort, he, right? He, Where, he was he was in the first couple seasons, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and he just wanted Jim Gordon to be his friend, and then Jim Gordon turned his back on him. <laughs> Sounds like Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, he actually literally sounds like Batman because he did play Batman. So yeah, yeah. you year one, right? He yeah. watched him in the year one movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those like it's like he he becomes the villain out, out of spite, right? Like it's yeah. it's almost like you look at the more movie interpretations, right? Like we just said, like Jim Carrey's Edward Nigma became the Riddler because Bruce Wayne ignored him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Frank Gorshin's Riddler was already the Riddler when Batman 66 started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dano was just this 
random guy looking to unmask corruption uh, and was looking to get back at Bruce Wayne, you know, because Thomas Wayne, you know, corruption, that kind of thing, right? With with the orphanage and everything like that. So it's one of those, like, it's kind of open. I knew a little bit like maybe he's a guy where people were just nice to him. Maybe he doesn't become the Riddler or maybe it's one of those. He's always just going to become the Riddler and yeah. It's just there's nothing you can do about it, right? And that's that's really what makes these stories interesting is getting getting to have these kinds of talks, you know, mm-hmm. where we can talk about these, you know, comic book characters in a very serious way, you know, and and yeah. not, you know, and it's something that I feel like sometimes just get, gets looked down on, like so many a lot of these stupid reviews were like the movie's so dark and it's not for kids and this and that. I'm like. I'm like, well, you know what? It, it doesn't have to be like it. I think it's, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I watched Batman 89 and that, that was pretty dark for its time. You know, when I was a little kid, um, even the animated series got pretty dark sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's, it's just like, how oh, this, this stuff, it means something, it matters. And there's a reason that it, it, it can still appeal to adults and that we can, mm-hmm if the kids want to sit through a three hour movie, Hey, some kids are weird. I was weird. I would have done it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like, or this one is for us. This one's for that, that grew up loving these characters and, and going, you know, if maybe if this had happened, if their life was different in this way, really interesting conversations that people have had about stories for, you know, since storytelling was invented, you know? Yep. Yeah. And honestly, like, I couldn't even like tell you like what exactly really attracted me about the Riddler. It was just one of those, like I was like six or seven, you know, I was in a blockbuster and a story time. Um, And they were selling like the Batman animated series VHS tapes, right? Oh man, it's going to blow everybody's mind, right? What's a VHS tape? (laughs) Um, And, and like, I was just like, mom, I want this one. And it was just the Riddler one, you know? Yeah. And, and I couldn't really tell you why. It just, it looked cool. Yeah. Like, the art really looked cool. And then I watched it and I was like, this is freaking cool, man. You know? Yeah. So it's it's just one of those, like, I just dug the character. I always think thought he looks cool. Um, I like the idea of he's just this mastermind, um, mentally unstable guy that challenges Batman. Uh, but it's I just, I felt linked to the character, you know, like people can say, you know, Spider-Man and Green Goblin go hand in hand, right? Batman and Joker. Yeah, they go hand in hand together, but I was a little bit different. You know, I was Batman and Riddler, you know, from the start. And that's, that's kind of what it is, you know? Well, obviously Matt Reeves agrees with you. So (laughs) (laughs) I knew he was a smart guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zeddy, this has been a total blast. Um, you know, and, and much more, a much more interesting conversation than I was expecting. Uh, I was like, I was like, Oh, we'll talk about those episodes. It'll be fun. And we got like really into the Riddler here. You know, I think, uh, I think Bruce would be proud. And then he'd say, but don't go any further boys. <laughs> no, 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 JJ. This was not how the conversation was supposed to go. <laughs> oh my God. Too timid to try my machine. Just say so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love that. <laughs> uh, see, even better. 
<laughs> we wouldn't have yeah, gotten right. to that if we had just oh. talked those animated episodes. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, um, thank you so much for being back here. Uh, it's always a blast. Um, and uh, go ahead, plug away. Where can people find you out there? Uh, JJ, you always flash that question mark in the sky, and I will always answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. I, love, I had to throw that one in there. Uh, first off, thank you so much again, my man. It's always a blast. Yeah. Talking with you. You can say, let's talk about toilet paper, and I will gladly answer that challenge. <laughs> uh, so, truly, thank you. This was a great time. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Nick Zendik, but most importantly, please go follow the show that I co host with my childhood best friends, the Carusos, at Vigilante1939, and you can find that podcast everywhere including youtube spotify so go give it a subscribe and a listen and that would be much appreciated these guys are these guys are the real deal they're uh (laughs) awesome dudes who are also also awesome fans um and friends (laughs) most important uh, yes there it is um so yes uh so thanks again for being here zeddy this this was a blast and uh, to all of you out there, if you get something in the mail that says to the Batman, it's not cool. It's a bomb. Get rid of it. Don't don't hold on to that. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs>